Welcome to the canteen. Find us on social media at Dash with Flash and at your podcast catcher of choice with your host, Bill Masons and Scott Fiedler. Welcome to the canteen. Hey, Feeds, let's head on over to the canteen. Let's do it, Philip. Let's do it. Welcome to the canteen. My name is Phil Nason. He's Scott Fiedler, and we are broadcasting from the Brookwood Camps Canteen, the Sports Academy at Brookwood Camps, where you send us your most precious gift, and we return them better humans. That's what we like to do at Brookwood Camps. What's going on, Feeds? Yeah, all good, Philip. You know, had a uh, uh, good weekend watching the football games. Actually. Um, Finished second in a big uh, horse racing tournament uh, Sunday, so had a few, made a few bucks there. Thank goodness after having a lousy Saturday, but uh, came back big on Sunday and um, just ready to talk some football with you, my friend. Yeah, you know what? I had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the money line and and with the spread. You, you yes, you were on. You were on it. I saw. Well, we talked about it on this show last week. You know, I hadn't ready to make a a thing on Thursday yet. I wasn't ready for a prediction is what I was saying. But if I was mm-hmm. going to go anywhere, I was taking the Bills on the money line that day and the Buccaneers on the money line. So, and, yep, story, and you make money and you make money on that anyway. Well, you sure do. And then unfortunately the Bills did lose, but uh I got sucked into Bills and Mafia. And didn't even co- and didn't even cover. They didn't even cover. I think that was one of those hearts over the head things, Bill. You know, I mean, I I, I felt the same way. I wanted Buffalo to win so bad that uh, looking at the game, you got skewed. You know, I mean, God, the the, the Chiefs are healthy now. And I mean, Tyreek Hill is when he's healthy, he's like unguardable the other day. Yeah, he's tough. I I don't think mine was a heart over head thing because I don't give a crap about the Buffalo Bills or any other football team other than maybe the Lions, and maybe the Jets. And neither one of them have been playing, but we're going to talk about a soon-to-be former Lions quarterback later. I think what I got caught up in is the injury to Mahomes, and I didn't think Mm -hmm. he would be able to. You know, he got up real funny when he got knocked out in the third quarter. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I know a lot of people pretend to be one and diagnosing the kid and saying, oh, there's no way he can get up after three days. Well, you can actually. You know, I remember hitting a windshield at about sixty miles an hour as a passenger in a car, <laughs> and I end up. I played a tournament match that night, so and I know I was concussed. Whatever. Right. The end of story was what's got me, Scotty, was the uh, was the fact that there were underlying injuries to Mahomes that they weren't talking about until Friday: the toe, the collarbone, oh. the pinched nerve in the neck, and I'm thinking. Three and a half points? I can eke this one out. Buffalo could right. maybe cover. So that was why I lost that game, Scotty. Yeah, no, and I, I, I'll be honest. I always thought Tyree Hill was good, but watching him the other day was, I mean, I've never seen a guy turn a two-yard pass into an 80-yard game. <laughs> right. <laughs> Running, pa- making, making professional D-backs look like they're standing in mud. Because that's what he does. You know who does that, too, is that kid from Pittsburgh, the rookie, Chase Claypool. He has that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, too. Not many like yes, Tyree Kill. Stephon Diggs, he's kind of like a disappointment in big games, I think. Okay, he got one touchdown, but 
you know, I'm waiting for this kid because he talked a lot in Minnesota and he's talked a lot everywhere. I'm waiting for him to have a Tyreek Hill type season. Is that possible for him, you think? I mean, I thought he did have a Tyreek Hill type season in Buffalo this year. Okay, that may be fair, but Tyreek was hurt for half the season. I mean, he he might not have showed up on Sunday like you would have expected, but uh, you can't take away from his season. I mean, my God, he he made Josh Allen look like, uh, you know, Tom Brady. Yeah, he did, didn't he? But you know what? At the end of the day, he didn't come through for me when it mattered, so F him. I... Did you did you have the New Orleans Saints that year too then with the uh, Vikings? You know what? I had the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about on the Stefan Diggs game, the miracle game. Oh right. You know what? Maybe I did. I'm probably I think you there. must have because I, I think you must have because you're Emma Emma and effing him, man. Like it's like crazy. Well, yeah, of course, because you know why? Because I don't like to lose. The worst part of it is, is that I identify myself. So when I have a losing streak. It's pretty magnified. You know, I'm not like a lot of those scam decappers who are anonymous, selling picks yep. for outrageous. I stand by what I do. And someone commented to me that I was on a cold streak, maybe for my free pick of the day, which seems to be getting better now. But overall, I was up 10 units last week. So, I mean, what, what part of the cold streak do they want? You know, because you know what it is. They only listen to the free and they don't want to pay for the real. Course. That's the way the world works, and that's why the world is in such a disarray. And, now, and, and, haven't, and haven't they figured out that your free picks are not your top picks? Well, they should be. I kind of consider them all that way, but I'm not going to give the free pick to my premium customers, if that's what you're asking. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, listen, Phil, you know, you're, you're a terrific handicapper, and, you know, when you do these things, each game has a different feel for you as far yes. as confidence that yes. it's going to be a winner and I, I don't think you're giving your most confident games out as free picks that's what my point was okay that's fair because that might be true um although i i do like them because you know technically i'd use those for to increase my business so winning Absolutely. those free picks is always beneficial but i've been pretty kind the last couple weeks i've been giving everything away except my premium picks I've got a lot of games out there every day. I think I was three and two yesterday. I hit both totals in the college games, but I missed. I lost in a shootout in an NHL game, and then I lost the one nothing NHL game. So I don't feel too bad. But it is what it right, is. But it, it, it it's a, and it's and you know as I know in handicapping and 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 sports betting, you're gonna go on streaks. I mean, like I had told you at the beginning of the show, on Saturday I couldn't pick a horse to save my life. On Sunday, I finished second in one of the big feature tournaments. So, you know, go figure. Go figure. That's the way it works. But so what? At the end of the day, I'm pretty happy. You seem to be pretty happy. And that's a great thing. Now, what's new at camp today? What do you got going at Brookwood? What's happening there? Do you have any news about dates and times? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you. Yeah, a couple of interesting things recently. Number one. You know, uh, Jay and I have been doing the primetime football clinics. And uh, if there are any indication of how the summer will be, people are dying to get into these clinics. And we're actually starting to have to cap them because of the COVID rules. So we've had uh, between 45 and 50 kids every week now. 
which is uh, which is a good which is an amazing number in the COVID world. So, um, and then we've been on a couple calls with some politicians that um, it sounds very positive for New York summer camps this summer, and uh, I think I think we'll be open no problem. And uh, I also think that we put together a hell of a schedule of instructors and things as well again. So, you know, I think uh, we may see a boost this summer and that I don't think there's going to be some of those college sports camps and things like that going on. So, you know, if you're into sports, you want your kid to get better, you want great instruction, you want them to come back better human beings, Brookwood Camps, brookwoodcamps.com, or even pick up the phone and give me a call. 631-321-1703. There you go. And that's how you and get a hold of Come visit us in the canteen. Come visit us in the canteen. Come visit us in the canteen. Well, visit Scotty. He shows up pretty late. I'll be asleep by then probably. Because <laughs> unfortunately, I still have to do my radio show at 1 a.m. There you go. Oh, boy. I'm, you know what? I hope everything works out for the summer. I, I'm optimistic, but you know. Every day, everything changes. It's starting to get ridiculous. One day, it's we're going to get 100 million vaccines out within the first 100 days. And then the next day, they turn around and say, guess what? It's going to be months and months before everyone gets one. Okay, which right. is it? Which is it? And that's the worst part of it all. And you can't turn on the news because the news of Walter Cronkite doesn't exist anymore. So, so what do you do? Do you how do you be optimistic during this period, especially you well, because you have a small business that you have to run this year because it could be ugly if you don't. Well, it'll be ugly for the whole industry if it does. Well, sure. You know, uh, but um, you know, and, that, and I mean that by saying that I'm not in any different shoe than anybody else in the New York camping world. But um, you know, I, I guess the positives and the craziness of this whole thing and why I think politics has played into a lot of these decisions. Um, you look at New York State and California right now, and you know New York has almost as many hospitalizations as we had when uh, there was a complete shutdown, and um, they're trying to open things up. So you know which is it? You know what I mean? Uh, is it uh, we're worried about saving lives and this nonsense, or are we going to open things up? And, you know, they've always, oh, it's by the numbers. It's by the, well, I don't know if it's by the numbers anymore. It's by the whim of what you feel. That's right. what's becoming crazy. They don't follow the science, do they? Because it's like here in Ohio. Now, Governor DeWine has done, or I think he's done a good job with this whole thing. I he do. Would, I do, too. You know, he was the first one. The, actually, the second one. I think uh, Washington State was first. But he was the second one then, or one of the earliest, if anything to shut everything down quickly, and he didn't let the bars and anything open up until March or Memorial Day weekend. And then it spiked again, and he hasn't shut anything down again, but what he's done is he has decided to uh, do his thing and just let it ride out. He says there's nothing we can do, so why kill the economy in the process? I don't know if that's the wisest move, but I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I think I think it's a point to let people make their own decisions. You know, I mean, if you're a, a 65 to 80 you know, year old individual, you know, you're going to be extra cautious. Um, if you have underlying conditions, you'll be extra cautious. 
you know, I, I think, to me, I think they should open it, everything up. And you know what? Right now, you still wear a mask when you're inside and around people. I think so. I think they can do that. I don't think they will. What I expect is another shutdown, actually. It seems to be uh, headed... me, me, too, at some, me at some point, and that's the scary part to me. I think if people, again, common sense, wear a mask, you know, stay away from certain things, I think you, you could stay open. I mean, look, uh, Florida has done that uh, throughout this pandemic, you know, and they've had some scary numbers, and they have a, a very big over 65 population. And, you know, those people have done things differently than the younger people. South Dakota also. She took a lot of heat for staying open, not ordering people to wear masks, this and that. And their their unemployment rate is lower than when it was before the COVID-19. So I guess it just depends. It depends on your community, though, too. It, the problem I see is that people just don't seem to care about their fellow man as much as maybe some other communities do. And uh, yes. that is a big issue in this world, because if you don't care for the other guy, then you know what? More than likely, he's probably not going to care for you. And if he's one of those people who do care for you, he's not going to care for you long. He's just going to disappear from your life. And that's just the way it is. Right. But well, I don't know what to do. Takers. But, well, listen, as a longtime Detroit Lions fan, Phil, right? what's your take on this whole Matt Stafford thing? Ooh, that was a great segue. You know what? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that they have a Hall of Fame stat-wise quarterback, and he is, by the way. His numbers, I agree. His numbers and are talent-wise. Oh yes. yeah, his numbers are almost identical to uh, Aaron Rodgers, but yet everyone thinks he sucks. And the reason they think he sucks is he's had about what four coaches in his time. You know, that's just four deep... bad, four bad coaches. Well, whatever. Yeah, but the bottom line is he's had the talent surrounding him. But no one, they don't seem to be able to put it together in the right manner. They've had some unfortunate injuries. You know, Calvin Johnson retired a little bit early, and that set them back because they never really replaced him. Kenny Galladay is a good receiver, but he's not Calvin Johnson. Often, when he's often injured. Often injured. That's a problem, too. You know, Stafford, Stafford made every start in his entire career. You know, he's been banged up for real. You want to talk about a guy oh, yeah. who's been racked. Oh, he yeah. never missed a start until game 16 of this season. I don't yeah. think he started that game, did he? No, he did not. He didn't I dress. Was, I was bummed. If you're playing fantasy football, no matter where he lands, and he's going to land somewhere, he's your guy because he's going to rack up some real yards. Now, the problem with Stafford, though, he only has a one year. He only has one year left on his. Or I'm sorry, two seasons left. He can opt out after 2021, but it looks like the Lions and he are going to part ways. Now, where does he go though? Where do what I team mean, do you put let him? Let me on? ask you this one too, and I, I, this is the part I didn't understand, Phil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, he's got two years left on his on a team friendly contract. Very team friendly. For the numbers he puts yeah. up, he's making about. Right. Twenty million less than Deshaun Watson, right? And 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 uh, what's his name? And Matt uh, Ryan in Atlanta, right? You know, he's making less than him. He should be uh, making Aaron Rodgers money. He should be. Unfortunately, he's with the Detroit Lions, who never had a running game. Can't help him out. And 
just don't win enough. And they yeah, just no. make bad decisions. The front office has made bad decision after bad decision. But I'll tell you this. If it were me and I were the Miami Dolphins, for example, I would trade to a Tagovola or whatever his name is, and I would ship yeah. him up north, and I would take Matthew Stafford in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm complete agreement there. Two is a nice kid. He's worked really hard to come back from that atrocious, ugly injury to his hip. Right. But he's one shot away from being bye-bye. Oh, that, that, and it's very easy to be good at Alabama. Well, here you, you go. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what I mean. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. That, you know, you look at, um, you know, and Jay will tell you, you know, the, the speed of the game from high school to college goes up uh, an enormous amount. From college to pros, it's light years. And what I mean by that is, you know, the throwing windows that Tua had at Alabama when he had the best receivers in the country right. playing for were enormous. Well, now he's in Miami, and you still have talent, but the defenses are better. So your window closes a lot. You have to be more, way more perfect throwing in the NFL than you did in college. And I don't think he's that accurate, to be honest. No, I don't think he's that either. But, it's hard to be accurate you know, on one step, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. Matt Staff, here's a crazy one from me. If you think Ben Roethlisberger is done, don't you think Matt Stafford would be unbelievable in Pittsburgh? He would be, but I think they're going to push Dwayne Haskins forward there. I got. Uh, I love Brian, and I know he signed him. But, Brian uh, Levy, our friend, who is the yeah, CEO and owner and founder of Goal Line Football. Goal Line Football, the best sports agency around. The Honest, best. does things for, for the kids, for the people, and and he has a ton of the coaches in the league. Um, listen, I, I I'm just not you know I'm not sold on a Dwayne Haskins yet. Um, if you could get a Matt Stafford. With, with the weapons they have, oh, my God. You know what? That's an interesting take, too, because I think Ben Roethlisberger does have a pretty friendly uh, contract. Let me see here. Because I have all their contracts in front of me. Okay, Big Ben has it, it gets $34 million bucks a year. Now, let me see where he's at. Let me see how many. Oh, geez. You know what? They could actually do this. He's getting $4 million bucks. For uh, 2021, that's the last season he signed for. Mm -hmm. I don't think Matt Stafford is going to sit behind Big Ben, though. I don't think Matt. No, Matthew well, Stafford I is think if they're backup. doing no, if they do if they're doing that, they're getting rid of Ben. That's my point. Well, I would think so. Yeah, I don't think they will, though. You know, uh, Mike Tomlin is probably, arguably, the best coach in the game best today. Coach in the game. Yes. He he's won things. He, you know, he has turned more garbage into sunshine. I was going to say something else. But because uh, in coaching, we have this saying, you know, you can't turn bleep into sunshine. And he's turned bleep into sunshine more often than I can care to admit. And I would say or the old or the old saying chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's right. Yeah. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's right. Yeah. Or you can't you can't serve dinner with roadkill. <laughs> we could do this all day. Well, well, yeah. Let, let me throw you a couple more, uh, you know possible oh i like landing this. Spots you're, you're, for, you're playing for, host for today i like this 
Well, you know, what the hell? You Once in a took while. took over the microphone. I appreciate it. Once in a while, that. we got to turn it around a little bit. I think but, we do. Um, yeah, fire away, dude. I'm ready for anything. I, I mean, we talked. We, we definitely talked about Miami. We did. Um, we talked about Pittsburgh. We did. Uh, um, New England might not be a bad spot for him. I don't, I, I'm not sold on that one. He won't get I, along. I would, he won't get along with that cheating coach. That, that's the way I looked at it. Um, and then I, you know, I would go down to, and here's an interesting location for a, any quarterback right now. That's good. The Indianapolis Colts. Now that's where I've heard that rumor that that's where he wants to be. But I, I if I was a quarterback right now, that's where I would want to be. That's not a bad place to be. They've got a good system Frank in Reich place. A, and Frank Reich is a hell of a, co- a coach. With an offensive line that can protect him and huh. not just one running back, but two elite running backs, really. I mean, Right, and and pretty good receivers, too. And Marlon Mack. Pitt. Marlon yeah, Mack's hell, coming hell. back. Now, he's also represented by Goal Line. I think what we're going to do is call Brian and have him sponsor this show. we got to get Brian on the show, I think, next week, maybe. Maybe we can. You know what? I had him on my show. Mm-hmm. That was fun. He's a good guest. He really he, is. Yeah, he's my next of kin when I went to Greece, if you remember. That's right. Yep. That's right. I go back a long way with Brian and Scotty and Jay. I remember when he first, when Brian was first starting. Yeah. 1997, right? Something like that. Because I met him in 1998. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Anyway. All what, right, let's continue. What about the Colts? Let's continue on. The well, the Colts we both agree would be a great landing yes. spot for him. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I mean that in the West of the AFC, I could see him landing in any. You know, with the exception of the Chargers, obviously, and the Chiefs, the the Raiders or Denver, he would make a better team. Yep, I think so. Um, but you know what? I I would think the best destination outside of Miami or Indianapolis, as you rightly pointed out the best destination for Matthew Stafford and his skill set and experience I hate to say it but it would be the Houston Texans because they I was gonna say yeah yeah. I was getting to the Texans with that oh okay because especially he's a he's a Dallas kid but more importantly you know what Deshaun Watson wants out Deshaun Watson is going to get 32 million dollars in 2024 so what you're going to get in Houston is, first of all, you're going to get rid of a disgruntled quarterback. The second thing you're going to get is a real one who doesn't cry at all. And the third one you're going to get, the best part, is Eric Bieniemy, another one of goal line clients, is going to end up head coaching that team, I think. And we are pumping up goal line today. You know what Ooh, I'm telling you? Get, we, we, better, we better get Brian uh, you know, pumping out the, uh, the show today. He better... He better Put some shares on social media. Well, I'll tell you what. Lines. I still haven't gotten my T-shirt yet. You haven't? I've been waiting 20 years for that. <laughs> I have several of those T-shirts. so I'm sure you do, but I want one of those goal line masks. So maybe we need to get Yossi Behar, one of his assistant, one of his other uh, – well, he's an assistant, Yossi, right? Yossi Behar, yeah, he's one of his, uh, you know – Junior agents, I guess. Junior so to agents, speak. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, and and Yossi had a Yossi finally breaking in a little bit. He has the kid at uh, Baltimore, the backup uh, Hundley. Right, is one of Yossi's. Uh, you know, and hopefully that kid could continue to get better. He looked pretty good in the limited time he had with them. Well, he was good at Utah, you know, but the problem with Utah, yes, he is was. Nobody but he gets, really uh... didn't. He didn't get much of a look in the pros. 
Well, no, because nobody considers the Mountain West worth it. Well, Alex Smith was from there, number one pick years ago. So I was guess it, I guess that I guess that's a result of Urban Meyer being the coach then. Wasn't it Colin Kaepernick? Didn't he play at Nevada? He played at Nevada. So that's a Mountain West, also. Anyway, yep. to make well, a long story short, I don't short, know. If that's, I don't know if that's one you want to say you had on your team for a while there. So well, that all depends on your point of view. You know, a lot of people view him as a hero. Yep, I hear you. There's a lot of people who think he can still play in the NFL. I I don't I I I respect him for what he did. I don't think he could play NFL anymore. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest problems with him is he opted out of his sixteen million dollar contract because he thought he could get better money, and they turned on him because, well, he's a distraction. And when you're a distraction, the NFL don't want you unless you're putting up Aaron Rodgers numbers. And Colin Kaepernick is not going to do that. <laughs> so there you go. Right. Good. I wish him good luck, though. Right, and it doesn't it doesn't pay. Yeah, I wish him good luck, but I don't think he could play in this league anymore. I mean, he was a mediocre quarterback, you know, who who had a good run with the, with Jim Harbaugh to one year. Yeah, a real coach. When he, yeah. yeah. But but needless to say, Matthew Stafford is going to end up somewhere, and he's going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. Because if he Absolutely. isn't, then there's something wrong with that. Right. I mean, a few a few more teams. I think he enormously helps would be Washington. Um, uh, where is it? Carolina and San Francisco would be the other three destinations. I think. I mean, San Francisco to me would be a very interesting one because I think Kyle Shanahan's a really good offensive coach. Well, he is, and he. You know what? Stafford can Stafford can sling it for real. Yes, uh, I think Jimmy G like. Jimmy G's is a GQ model now. He's not really interested. And I don't blame him. He makes more money. Again, a mediocre. He's a mediocre quarterback. He was good as a backup, though. Yeah. Hey, listen. Being good as a backup doesn't make you, you know, much better. But he was in that cheating system. So who knows what he was? I'm glad that Tom. (laughs) You know what? I'm glad that Tom Brady is in uh, his 10th Super Bowl so he can shake that image a little bit. Because I, I am actually. I'm actually extremely happy for him. And. You know, I think uh, it's, you know, witnessing greatness is amazing. And you don't realize it sometimes while it's going on. Well, Tom Brady, people have realized it while it's going on. Which is weird. You know, yeah, which is weird in a way. But, you know, it's like I hate all these people. Oh, I I can't stand. You know, they root against them. They're rooting against him. Oh, he's got to go back there. You know, I can't stand Tom Brady. Well, why can't you stand Tom Brady? Because he's great and he wins. And he works hard. I mean, I think, yeah, he works hard. He puts the time in. He's the first guy there. You know, I I, I, first guy at practice. I mean, there was a story uh, with uh, Tampa Bay. uh, Who was the one quarterback that came in recently for them and and, and said, oh, I walked into the – uh, you know, the meeting room, and who's there at 5 in the morning? Tom Brady saying, hello, good morning. Hey, Cameron Bray yeah. told a story about uh, catching balls for him the first time, and he was nervous. He said, I'm catching balls from a Hall of Famer, the GOAT. <laughs> and he got, to, right. he, got oh. to the, he got to the practice facility well early and so he could prepare, and there was Tom Brady sitting in a chair, eating some yogurt, and, and waiting for him. He said, about time yeah. you showed up. <laughs> but that's and, but, and I mean it, to me it's an amazing story. I, I I'm really I'm very happy, you know. I, I I think 
and you could probably attest to this being in Cleveland. But listen, Belichick is a hell of a coach, but I think he's been very overrated as as how good he is. You know, I, I think Brady allowed them to be good by having a wife that makes more money than he does. Well, that was it. You know, when he got drafted out of college, I'm a Michigan Wolverine guy. Yep. And I, I, I actually entered the school, too. But we'll talk about that maybe another day, why I departed so quickly. <laughs> but I think I'll leave that story away. I, I keep that for my relatively I close can't, people. I can't wait for that one. Oh, well. You know what? Okay, here's what happened. <laughs> I won $175 worth of merchandise in the summer between my senior year and my freshman year at U of M. And after six matches, they... uh kicked me out of school for taking prize money. <laughs> big, big money there, right? Yeah, Jeez. but you know what? Bo Schembechler didn't play back then. And that's why and they don't play there now too, so whatever. But there there that was the that was the short version of it. Yes but, uh, yes and no, Phil. You don't think the Fab Five got money? Come on. Everybody did. Jim Harbaugh probably well Jim Harbaugh probably didn't, but I was a freshman orientation with Jim Harbaugh. And mm-hmm. I saw him that day. I saw him in the dorms for about two weeks. And then he had a big game, and we never saw him again. Yep. He moved into the studio apartments, or actually I think his was a three-bedroom suite in in the concourse Mm -hmm. where no one goes except for Bo Schembechler. So you can take that (laughs) or whatever. But Bo was an interesting character, believe me. Now, I'm curious, though, about Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's pretty disgruntled. He threw his coach under the bus. They've had tension since they began working together two seasons ago. What about Aaron Rodgers? Now, he's still got, he has one, two, three more years on his contract, and he has an out clause after the fourth year, which is 2022. What do you think about Aaron Rodgers? Is he going to be with Green Bay, or are they going to trade him? I think he'll be with Green Bay before Matt LaFleur. I think you're crazy you trade a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback. Especially, now, yeah. And, and, you know, they'll give you the knock, oh, he's only won one Super Bowl and, and you know, all of these things. Well, he's won one, you know. People don't realize how hard it is to get to him, let alone win him. Right. You know, there's plenty of guys. You know, I, I was watching that 30 for 30 with the Buffalo Bills, you know, and, uh, the other week. And a big reason why I wanted them to win is, you know, the, I knew some of those guys. You know, Thurman Thomas was a good friend of Jay's when they played in Miami. Right. And he's a terrific guy. And, you know, it was the old uh, Buckner back to Fenway. You know, let those guys have their moment. You know, let the Bills finally win and get off that. But at the end of that, 30 for 30, they were talking about, you know, they would have went to four consecutive Super Bowls. Now, yes, they lost them all. But they mentioned a ton of players that would have traded places with them in two seconds. And, and you know, one that obviously you could appreciate was a Barry Sanders. Of course. Who Barry, never went yeah. to a Super Bowl. Never. You know. Billy Sims. And, and they were, well, it was, it was shocking how many great players they named that had never gone to, had pl- never played in one Super Bowl, let alone won one, which makes Brady even that more impressive. He's going to his 10th Super Bowl, and he's won six of them already. That's impressive. You know, longevity matters, consistency matters, and he stayed with the same team for a long time. 
And he can still throw the ball. A Jesus little bit, Christ. he can, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a little bit. He can still sling it. I mean, you watch his throws. He's still got some zip on him. Yeah, but you know what? He This is the first time in about four or five seasons where he has real weapons, too. No, absolutely. I mean, and, but he can still sling it. And a defense, you know? too, that backs him up. They have the complete yeah, but, team, but I, I don't know if they're going to. I, don't I, know I think that uh, my uh, there's no way you beat the Chiefs. I don't know. We'll see. You know, as have, great as Tom Brady, as great as Tom Brady is, and you know, be a hell of a story. All the, I, I just think that team is too good. That could be, but um, I'm going to wait for another week before I look at it, and then we'll see. But uh, I know I can't believe I was going to ask you about different bets this week, but I guess we do have a week in between. So right, it's a two week break, and I, I'm looking forward to that little bit of a break. I can't wait till football season is over. It's tough. Tough handicap, especially with COVID nineteen. You never know who's going to play. It's really I don't know, difficult. This basketball is even harder, I think. Oh my God. My. You don't know until the game starts half the time. The NBA is impossible. I talked to a friend of mine who's a college. Is, don't you think college is impossible? They don't tell you anything about injuries. They it's sure don't. You know, I had to do a couple of games this week for winners and winners. I capped two games successfully yesterday on the totals, but that was right. Duke and over, which I hit. And the Ohio Bobcats and the under, under under 141 points. They don't score 141 points in the MAC combined. That was that was kind <laughs> of a that was kind of a silly score there. I okay, I'll tell you what they used to. I remember when Charlie Coles took over the job at Central Michigan. It was right after my senior year. He went to Central. He asked me to come. I told him I was going to play tennis. He said that's probably your choice, but you're free to join the team. Walk on. Your academics are good, and I'll take care of the rest. And I didn't. But he had Dan Marley on that team, a freshman, just like I would have been. And he had another kid named Chip Pisoni, who was from Mount Pleasant High School, left-handed shooter. And those guys used to score 80 points a game, and they were great. It was a lot of fun. I used to cruise up there and watch their games before I moved to Vegas. But uh, that being said, it is tough. But where is Green Bay? Now, what happens if Green Bay trades him? Where do they trade him to? Because it doesn't look good right now. Well, one is, what are they going to get for him? You know, I think is the first question that has to be asked. Or what can they get for him? Right. And what are you willing to give for him? He's on the wrong side of 30. Or wrong side of 35. But look at Brady. He's 43 and still getting it done. I think... Aaron Rodgers plays as long as he wants to, but sometimes it doesn't look like he wants to, even though he's racking up big yards. Mm-hmm. I think you give what. I mean, how do you get rid of the, How do you get rid of the league MVP after a year? Well, you know what they do. Um, they do. Look at Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Those guys are gone. Um, in basketball, I guess it's easier because they have the hammer. I don't know why you would trade a legend. I think you let him walk. If he's going to walk, you let him walk. You let him walk. If he mm-hmm. decides to opt out after 2022, then you know what? He can take off, and you have to pay him $25 million probably. But uh, right. whatever. I would go that unless, route. Unless you're getting – I mean, like I said, unless you're getting a steal of a trade, which is possible. Well, it's very possible because, like you said before in the show, very few teams actually get to Super Bowls, let alone win them. And I think if you have a team that needs a real quarterback, a slinger, 
with who knows the game probably as well as any coach. Because Aaron Rodgers is very cerebral. He's a good quarterback all the way around. And he seems to get along with his teammates, too. You don't see him cussing anybody out, you know. He just goes, okay. Because he's been around a long time, you know. Unlike Brady, who cusses them out every day. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but that's the Michigan yeah. thing. But at the end of the day, if you get a chance to get Aaron Rodgers in a trade, you give up whatever draft picks you need to. Yes. Money, whatever. You know, you don't give up your star player. If you're player. a team close to the Super Bowl. If you're a team close to the Super Bowl. So you know what I mean? team would that be? Uh, let me see. I would I go to the Miami Dolphins sure. if I were him. Yeah, you know who I would I mean, go to? I would go to the Atlanta Falcons if I were him. Yeah, Atlanta Falcons. I was going to say, again, Indianapolis. Indianapolis would be good. But I think he would leave the NFC, though, if he did that. I don't think he would want to beat the Packers unless it was in well, a Super Bowl. Well, Indianapolis is in the AFC, so you're okay there. Okay. That's right. They are, yeah. aren't they? Ha, 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 ha. Wow. I mean, here's, here's one for you. John Elway brings him into Denver like the old Peyton Manning. That could be. Now, John Elway would actually pull the trigger, but how would how would Rodgers fare in Denver, playing eight games a year in Denver? I know he likes the cold. He has a, no problem playing in the cold, like Tom Brady at 62-9 and nine in cold-weather games. But uh, that altitude is rough. I remember Brian Greasy. He said to one time that he said, when I got up there, the first time I threw the ball in Denver, I thought I was throwing it into a helium balloon. Mm-hmm. It's hard to play there, right? I assume I don't know. I've never played there. I've never been there, actually. Well, I I played tennis there, and it was wild because you could bang a serve for real. But That's what I was thinking, that you could throw the ball farther up there, but who knows? Well, but you know what? I mean, another, listen, another great place again for him. San Francisco. You know what? San Francisco would be a nice place for him. San Francisco gets a a major quarterback. I think they have a huge chance to win a Super Bowl next year. I would say, I would. And again, if they stay healthy, they got to stay healthy. Well, that's just it. But Aaron Rodgers has had health. You know, that's that's the other thing. If I were Aaron Rodgers and and I'm going to, he's going to either, obviously, he said he wants to move. He needs something done, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm which means probably the coach is going to get fired. But right. if they keep the coach and get rid of Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to have some say on where he goes. You know where I would go on to be if I were him? The Dallas Cowboys. He would be the GOAT in Dallas because, remember, but Dallas you know is what? America's that's team. One, that's one we missed with Matt Stafford, too. Yeah, I would put him there. But Aaron I mean, Rodgers. Matt Stafford, and da- Matt Stafford is a Dallas kid. Well, we did talk about that, but I think Aaron Rodgers and, and is a And Aaron fit. Rodgers is a California kid, so wouldn't you think... Could you imagine Aaron Rodgers going to San Francisco and Matt Stafford going to Dallas? That would be interesting, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think That would be your NF, That would be the old NFC Championship game. You could go back to Montana and... Uh, uh, eight, was it Aikman? No. Uh, was, it wasn't still Starback, was it? Oh, it was at the beginning. It was Danny White. Danny White, wow. Danny White Hunter took over and, for Roger Hunter Staubach. Hunter as well. Yep. And then you don't forget Jason Garrett was there too, right? Where? With Dallas. When? Oh, God. He was the backup for years there, right? Uh, you know what? I don't think he was there then, though. 
Okay, yeah, he came that. after. He came. He was yeah, back Garrett's up for Troy not, Aikman. Garrett's not that old. I was just, you know, Garrett's similar to Jay's years, uh, so I, I wouldn't think he was. You know, we're talking about what the catch was nineteen eighty eight or something. Yeah, I think so. I think Jason Garrett was the was the backup quarterback. I think Rogers, for Aikman. I think Roger Starback was still there. Maybe so. You know what? Maybe so. But I think it was Danny White. I I kind of think because Starback was playing in the seventies. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Against Terry Bradshaw and the Steel Curtain, I think it yes. was Danny White was the '80s, and then Troy Aikman took over for him, and I think Jason Garrett was his backup for about five years, maybe. But mm-hmm. either way, that would be a good choice. But Aaron Rodgers, if you're Jerry Jones, though, you're going to take that marquee name with those marquee receivers. And C.D. Lamb needed a quarterback to throw to him in the worst way. When Dak Prescott went out, his numbers went way down. C.D. Lamb is the real deal. And I got to believe that if he had an Aaron Rodgers or a Matthew Stafford slinging it to him or Dak Prescott coming back. We talked about that on my show this week. But Aaron Rodgers would be a perfect fit for that team. Mm-hmm. Houston, too. I, I, I agree. But, he would, but you know what the problem is in Houston is they don't have the receivers that would entice him to go there. Uh but Deshaun Watson, you, he wants to be out too. What's going to happen with him? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you how long ago that game was, by the way? What game? The catch. And you're right. Danny White was the quarterback for the Cowboys. Oh, 1980, okay. 1981. Wow, that was when we were out. Yep, that's a long way away. But I, I kind of remember things about football still. So I don't remember conferences and divisions. You know what? I'm impressed I, by I'm impressed by you, Noah Danny White. I mean, I was uh, I, I grew up with Roger Starback poster on my wall and at home. So yeah, I know. know and huh? I wasn't a and I wasn't a cowboy fan, right? Because he was the best. He you was know what? Just great. The all American guy. But how would they have survived in the Twitter age? We don't know. But Starback, Starback, Starback would have survived in the Twitter age. He was a disciplined guy. He was a military officer. He had to sit out and wait. You know. Yeah, throw in. He exactly. honored his commitments. See, if you honor your commitments, you're a pretty good guy. Yeah, that's what's the hardest yep. part about probably being a camp director. I'm going to ask you this because we got about 12 minutes. Go ahead. You're hiring ahead. kids. I, I sat with your old man while he used to hire people, and I would just sit there and laugh because you know whatever. I I, I know uh, because I know Kenny, and he would look at me sometimes. Well, you know, make mm-hmm. me laugh when he was on the phone. But uh, so now you get. So what is it? I would think it would be very discouraging because I had tennis camp jobs for a couple of years. And the most discouraging part was when guys would sign a contract with me. I would have them, I would fly them to the club and they would get there and they didn't like it and left. Now, what is it like mm-hmm. for you though? You're hiring these people you haven't even met in most cases, other than on the phone. Maybe you went to a camp fair or something right. and you think they're I great. I mean, to be honest, to be honest now, I Zoom interview everybody. Oh, okay. I want to see it. Oh, okay. So that's I've, fair. I've, I've, made, I've made a point that I will Zoom interview every single candidate that we have. So at least now I'm getting a feel. I see what I see them in person. You know, I could see their reaction to questions. Um, to be honest with you, that's the biggest thing always. That Yes, they sign a contract. And how many times have we been at camp and four counselors don't show up who signed a contract, didn't call to cancel, didn't do anything? Right. That's that's so, bad. You know, it's frustrating. And that's the world. And, and the scary part of that is 
is for years, and you know, going back to my dad, Kenny, and he, he was the one who always said it is, I overhire by about five or six staff members, assuming that they're not going to show up. Well, that's see, but this which is, is scary, which is scary in this world. Well, you know? I know this. There were times when I didn't want to be somewhere that I signed a contract for, but I you still were. showed up. Because yeah. if you bail on a contract, now, I'm not one of those Hollywood type tennis teachers, you know, the guys who get jobs so they can hook yeah. up with the rich girls. I mm-hmm. took it out as a profession and I was in Las Vegas where it was very hard to do that at times. But I right. still did because I was a professional. These kids, though, oh. if you sign a contract, you're legally bound to commit to that contract unless, of course, you have an illness or you give them time notice. Like if I called somebody that I signed a contract for a year before and say, hey, look, uh, I've got some issues now with my job and I can't make it, and I give them six months' time to find another guy, that's not so bad. That's no, There's nothing wrong with that. See, that things do come up in people's lives that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But to go back on you, I'll be honest with you, I will never pay for someone's flight anymore. I might reimburse yeah, I them at the end of I might reimburse them at the end of the summer. Even when they help you out at the last minute? Oh, Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> it's all good, man. Couldn't afford you then. Jesus, come on. Twenty years ago. No, you know what? This is funny, well, but Well, you know what's funny? I would I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone a story real quick. I know we got a few minutes. We so. do. We got about eight minutes. A- anyway, is this gonna it, be embarrassing? It goes in li- it goes in line with what we're talking about, so it's very funny. So anyway, I, I, I had a tennis guy that had signed the contract that was supposed to come. And um, actually, what happened with him is he didn't do what he what he needed to do for his visa work. If you remember, <laughs> right, Philip? Right. Remember? I do. So now I'm about I don't know a week or two out of camp, and I call my good friend Phil Masons because I know he knows a ton of tennis people. I know he's in Greece. The last thing I'm expecting him to say is, "Hey, what about me?" Well, I didn't say it at first. What I did is I said, I know, "Let me see." What I know find. you didn't let you didn't let me continue. Oh, I'm sorry. I so, yes. so, so I called him. We talked. He said, "I don't know what I could do now. Let me see. I'll see what I could do for you." So, of course, I made about six other calls because you know when you get that line from Phil, I don't know what I could do for you. That you know, he's no. uh, it's usually right. Usually, it's a no. Um, anyway, I get a call back. I don't know. What was it? Two days later from Phil. Two hours later. And he later. says, was it two hours later? Yeah, okay. yeah, because I had to think about it. And he says, uh, well, what about me coming over? <laughs> and <laughs> so my first thing was, Phil, I can't afford you. You know that. <laughs> right. And I, I made sure I broke the bank for you that year to get what I needed to get for you. Because, uh, you know, let me say thank you now, because one, it's been great to to be back talking with you every week, doing things with you every week. You Almost know, every uh, day now. Yeah. That's you know, freaking scary. And, like uh, when we were in Long Beach, huh? Exactly. We and, just and need it, Madison back. A, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I got pictures of Madison all over this place. Still. I don't have so any, you man. Would get a kick. You would get a kick out I of it. I need you to send me one. That's, I, I will never have a dog. After that, I hear you. Never. That was some, that was some dog, wasn't it? I remember. But, do you uh, remember? 
She wouldn't even let me yep. come in the door for about the first four weeks. She'd be barking at me all the time. <laughs> and then, then you went for, no, it was the first four hours. And then when you went, right. you left. When you came back for the, after that weekend, you, I think you went to watch Jay play. Yes, I did. Yeah. Cause that was already arranged and I couldn't get my grandma where she needed to be. Whatever. It's a long story. But I remember when you came back, Madison and I are sleeping in a bed, yep. <laughs> and we're pals that from that. It. That was it, man. I almost OD'd her, though. Remember? <laughs> uh, easy now, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, it's been wonderful. I'm so glad that you made that. You know that hey, I'm going to come and and do this, and it's made my tennis program. My God, like uh, you know, it's gone exponentially up again to the top level and you know if you if if you're looking to be a tennis player there's no one better than phil nasons to teach you yeah I've had, you I've could been do that at, you could do that at brookwood camps and you should i appreciate all those kind words well my thing was is i didn't really want to i i, I felt bad because you were hanging you know actually i should have left because of what you hired i should have let you freaking stew but I said, I can't do that because, you know, I had I had a business. And when Scotty called me, you can't you, you wouldn't do that to your buddy, would you? To you? Yeah, I would have done it to my wife if at the time if she would have hired okay. someone like that. But anyway, to make a long story short. But that's the problem with camps is it's so hard to get tennis people. Tennis people are the hardest because like, do you remember when I was in Long Beach with you? How many offers did I get for like? six and seven times what Kenny was paying me. And then it was re- Kenny was trying to be as competitive as he could. And I, I just let him slide, but uh, you know how much, and I, you remember, and, and that's what every tennis pro goes through. But here's the story again. If you sign a contract and you're a tennis pro and you don't honor that contract because you didn't, weren't able to get what you needed to get. Well, that's on you. And, and you're probably blackballed now in this industry because of that, because you messed with my buddy. But that's another story. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I didn't want to leave you there hanging. I remember when I left, that program was probably one of the top in camps. Do you remember we yep. had? I had a oh, full yeah. pro shop. I sold probably that one stringing summer. stringing rackets, everything. I had a pro shop there. I was stringing rackets, selling shoes, selling shirts. We had world team tennis, if you remember. We had the yep. only world team tennis league in camping. Um, Billie Jean King was even going to come, but she had a cancellation. It was a fantastic program. And I wanted to see if I could jack it up there again. And that's why I'm coming back for one last summer. I should be retired. I am retired. But uh, stop, with that. stop with that one last summer. You know I'm not going to let you retire. Well, the problem is, is all the other things that I do, as you know. And that yeah, that's all right. I let you do of, those. Runs don't, out of time, though. But whatever. But... <laughs> But, you know, we got a lot of quarterbacks out there. We've got a lot of things. Jay has his camps. The primetime football camps are working out in on Long Island. And I guess Jay will even come to you if you have a group, right? Jay does. Yep, Jay does privates. We, we have one in Greenwich, Connecticut now. We have one in Long Island. Uh, Jay has his camp in June. And, listen, if you're a quarterback or a wide receiver, you're not going to get better work than with Jay. I mean, he still has – college kids that are home for the break that come in for the workouts with him that he worked with through high school. He's got some of the kids that have, uh, um, you know, haven't, weren't able to go to school this year to be ready for their for football. They've been coming and again, college kids. So, you know, it's anywhere from uh, fourth or fifth graders all the way up through college. And, 
you get the same you get the same attention from Jay and uh, everybody else that you would, no matter how old you are. That's right, and Jay loves me again, so it's perfect. But uh, yep, yeah, because the camp shirt T-shirt day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, it's so funny, man, because. I forgot about it. It was camp t-shirt day and I was talking to another staff member and they told me about it and they said they couldn't do anything. So I'm in a studio all freaking day and I take this picture and I'm not even paying attention because when I'm in the studio all day, I work. I don't sit there. I'm not like one of those CNN anchors and wait for someone to do my makeup. I'm serious. And I work and I took this picture and it, and it shut off like half the Brookwood camps t-shirt. Yeah. And yep. then I put up another one, and it ended up like one of the best of all, which was perfect. Hey, I know we're running out of time, but can I give you one more thing? Just yeah, to, we got a minute, minute you? and a half. Yeah, we got about a minute and a half. How about Morgan Fiedler picking Boogie Cousins for her fantasy NBA team? Oh, I'm proud of my kid. That's for sure. She did a good job. You know, um, I was, I wouldn't have done it, and I know she's beginning to play, but you know what? A lot of times it just happens. Last pick in the draft. Yeah, the last, last pick. pick in the draft, the run to the litter. And, you know, three years ago before Boogie Cousins had all those issues, she uh, wouldn't have got him first round of, Well, Yeah, yeah it would have sure. been a first round. Of, uh, you know what? I don't know how long it's going to last, but damn. You know, and, and I would have thought she would have, <laughs> in a 10-team league, I would have thought you could find a better center than him, but apparently he's doing pretty good. She almost, she almost cut him twice. Well, yeah, because you have to. You know what? Because she's smart and she understands. And plus, I wouldn't tell her to cut someone unless she has to. But one thing I made sure to do the other day is I shot an email over and I said, wow, big thumbs up for me yes. on Boogie Cousins in just a wow. And I don't usually talk like that unless I'm serious about it, especially to those two. Yep. And uh, at the end of the day, well done, Morgan. I'm very proud of you. And guess what? You're going to be seeing me very soon. That's good. We're happy about that. You just make sure one of your uncles, you're either your uncle or your father, comes to get these, their older brother, and, and he'll be happy to go to mom's house. Ha ha ha! I just that tipped was... some. I just tipped something, didn't <laughs> I? <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, I, I was talking to Donna the other day, and she said, uh, "You know, once you get your shot, what are you going to do?" I said, "I don't know." She goes, "Well, I know where you can do, so we'll see." Um, but anyway, I can't wait to see the kids. I can't wait to see you and your wife. And uh, wow, we got through another show, Scotty. We did, didn't we? We sure did. You can find this show daily at CSN Sports Radio. You can also find it at philnasonshow.com as part of the Cash with Flash Best Bets Radio Network. If you want to send your child to camp, in spite of us two, call brookwoodcamps.com. Find them. You can get a hold of them instantly. They'll return your message. They'll call you. They'll Zoom you. Live chat. Live, Live chat. chat on the site. You'll also be able to go and visit camp. I know Scotty has a couple tours for Thursday. So definitely do that. Remember, send us your precious gift and we'll return them better humans. For Scotty Fiedler, I'm The Flash. Thanks for listening to The Canteen. You've been listening to The Canteen with Phil Nasons and Scott Fiedler. Find us on social media at Cash with Flash and at your podcast catcher of choice.